Santa and I are really excited about the Lunch Plus Christmas Special. We want to let you guys know all about it. On December 22nd, we're going to be having a very merry Lunch Plus Christmas Special at 11.30 a.m. here on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. Guys, we're going to be having some gift cards. We're going to be giving away prizes, giveaways, fun segments. It's going to be a lot of fun, interactive. We're going to have you guys involved in it. Santa, are you excited? He's excited. I'm excited too. So we'll see you guys on December 22nd at 11.30 for the Lunch Plus Christmas Special. We'll see you there. I don't think they heard you. Uh -oh. Hello! Hey guys! Happy Thursday! <laughs> We're glad you're here. We're glad to be with you. Good morning! Guten Tag! So I just had to put a disclaimer out. If you are confused about wire background, is uh, why why the it's pine not cones? What I thought you were gonna why the pine cones are so big? Um, we don't know. We just we we are the size of ants. Yeah. Just because we just got shrunk. Yeah. So. We just yeah. What do you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna apologize for the fact that I was staring madly oh. at the beginning. So at the beginning of the, when we went live, uh, we were accidentally on camera for a second instead of the uh, videos, and yeah. Abby was like this. But she's okay. You're I'm okay, fine. right? Yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. Uh, the What's Right. Oh, Buddy found <laughs> it. Just found it. Buddy found it. I'm I telling promise. you, she really looked. That was my thinking face. She I had like no joy, like it's, none. It's not true. There was joy inside my heart. I just was thinking. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed myself doing that earlier. I was thinking and frowning. It was, it was bad, but. Okay, so today we have the What's Right Kitchen for you, and we are trying yeah. we are trying to make a cute little uh, Christmas, little Christmas snack. 
It looks yeah, like a little gift box. Yeah, like it looks a like a gift box. We're gonna try to make that and see how close we can get it to what it's supposed to look like. We'll see. And then we have what's the prize? What's the prize? Um, and just a sneak peek. Remember, guys. December 22nd, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, we are having a Christmas party and we will be giving away, there's where the graphic is right Whoa. there. And if you're wondering, yes, that is Pastor at Santa. That is Pastor. That's not oh, any. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Okay, so at 11.30 that day, we're going to be giving, we're going to start the broadcast giving away prizes. And we're going to have so much fun. We're giving away a, over $1,000. Over $1,000 yeah. in giveaways. Like, legit. And one, uh, some of the things that we're going to be giving away are some what's the price real items. Yeah! Real items that we have shown. Yes. So. You've um, seen some of them before. You have, yes. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you guys comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know who you are. Because sometimes people have like names that aren't their names. So yeah. like if you have something like that, especially like, put your name in. You like Samantha. Samantha. Who is that? Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. So I see Serena. Serena. Uh, Rachel Wright. I don't know who that is. Who is that? I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy said she's right there. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that, okay. that one. We see William Aldridge. Hello. And Julian Greek. Hi. Hello. It's so good to see you. Uh, Pastor was just on his broadcast yeah. yesterday. They had an interview. It was awesome. Don't miss it. Yeah. Go look up Julian Greek. Yes. It was really good. And then we Greg. see Greg. Hello, Hello Greg. Hello, Holly. 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 We have an awesome studio audience here yes, today. Yes, we do. So if you see, if you hear some rowdiness, you know it's them. They're just getting uh, a little rowdy. Kelly, you're watching from Riverview with uh, your mom. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Kelly's mom. Hello. You raised a great daughter. We love we her. Did. We do love so her. Uh, Barrett said, "What a good day." Yeah. Like, uh, Greg, Greg, uh, she put Greg, uh, Barrett put Greg, and then Greg put Barrett. So I love when you guys are all one big happy family in the comments. It's really sweet. It's really wonderful. Um, so let us let us look at our first family yes. chat question of the day. We want you to participate also because yeah. if you are a hundredth comment, and guys, we've been getting to our hundredth comment before family chat has even been Wait, over please. this week. Let's try to do that again today because if you are the hundredth comment, you get a gift card on us. Yeah. So yeah. Question number one. Question number one. What is the Christmasiest Christmas song?
like, that's not a caroling song, Abby. Well, I, I wanted to carol, so I just yelled, oh, and then I was gonna sing Old Christmas Tree, but I realized I don't know the words to Old Christmas Tree, so I was like, what else says oh? And I was like, oh, there's no, and I just kept going. <laughs> Uh, starting to put Deck the Halls. That's an interesting one. I can't think of Deck the Halls without the meme where it's like fighting. Like Deck the Halls. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, there's somebody. Joni. Um, what did Joni do? Said, she said, oh, never mind. Barrett might be right. Um, did you laugh at her comment, even though you don't know the context of it? I was laughing at you laughing, but then I don't know what you're like. Oh, Joni! Joni is so funny. I, I have no idea what I don't we're know laughing. What you're about <laughs> Joni. Oh. says Santa Claus is coming to town. Barrett says her favorite fun song, the most Christmassy fun song, is Rudolph. 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 Just not the red no, nosed reindeer. Yeah, no, it's just, just Rudolph. Rudolph. Um, she said, you not. know what it is. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe there's another Rudolph uh, that I don't know about. William said, hearing O Come, o Come, o Come Emmanuel, sung by a full choir, always gets me in the spirit. Okay. Wait, what is that one? O Come Emmanuel? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh. oh. Come. That's like a, that's an interesting one. Okay. Uh, Buddy said, O Canada? Um, okay. Um, Kelly said, the perfect tree is a beautiful Christmas song. <laughs> the perfect tree is, that, is a beautiful Christmas song. Is that song a song? That? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. The perfect tree. I've never heard it. I thought it was a typo that she made, so I read it three, <laughs> three times. Yes, but actually, actually, I think that's a real song that she's talking about. The perfect about. tree. It's like Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes. That is the worst song. Ever, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I mean, Word. yes. Greg says, Oh, Holy Night. I agree. Yeah, that's a good one. What is your favorite <laughs> version of Oh, Holy Night? Like oh, yeah. Mariah? Mariah. Mariah, no. Josh, Josh no. Groban. Mariah's Never, my favorite let's version. change the topic right now. Um, <laughs> uh, William says, God save the queen. Yes. Merry oh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merritt says, Repetition helps bring understanding. It does. It does. That's why we read comments like three times. Yes. Okay. Okay. Question number two. Uh, what was the funniest Christmas gift you've ever given or been given? Um, Greg says, Battle Hymn of the Republic. <laughs> it's his Christmas song. Kelly says, yes, Pastor Rodney's daughter sang it. Oh, oh the yeah. perfect tree. Oh. You should know it. I, went I, to the I, river. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, what was kidding. the funniest Christmas gift you've ever given or been um, given? I was given a Santar last year, which was pretty great. Did I give you Barrett? Did I give you that thing where you have to you put it helps to put your socks on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it back. Okay, so Barrett gave me this <laughs> device where it's like this little stand thing, and you put a sock yeah. in it, and then you put your foot in the sock. It helps you put your socks on. Like if you're 80 years old and yeah, can't reach you need down, help. or you're pregnant, which yeah. now Barrett may need. Ah, so you already gave it. Okay, gave so it she gave it to me, then I gave it to her, and then. You gave it to someone else now. Just yeah. floating around. Yeah. Um, okay, Kevin Nowicki says, 
a live lobster. Ooh. There it says fire extinguisher. A gold medallion the size of a clementine with an eagle etched upon it. Wow. Both, both were from your grandma. Wow. <laughs> she seems like a fun lady. Same Christmas. <laughs> Great year. Great year. I don't remember if it was Christmas time, but I remember one time going to a church. Uh, my dad was ministering there, so I'd, I wasn't very familiar with the church, but I went and um, it was in Canada. And I went, I was late, but you know, my phone is, is, doesn't work there and stuff, so I didn't have my phone on me and stuff. But I was late to service, and Your the pastors. Oh, it's running. Oh. It's, it's a different country. Um, so I went to. <laughs> I've never been to Canada. What happens? What? I don't know these things. Just because you've never been, though. I mean, you know it's another country. But, yes, I do. Okay, anyway. So I went to service and I was late. And the pastor's mom, who was uh, maybe about 80 years old, um, she gave me a clock as a gift. Uh, Passive aggressively. She's like, you need this. Here's a clock. Be on time. Good so job. that was a really that was I cherish that gift. It meant so much to me. It does. It does. Still to this day. Yes. Kelly Barardi said a pox of Q tips. Uh, William said a, a whole raw pineapple <laughs> as opposed to a cooked one. Oh. A raw, a raw pineapple. pineapple. Man, you gotta cook those. Make sure they're not raw. Can't eat it raw. Buddy says the best I can think of was when I gave Serena the socks with my face on them. Uh, that's really that's nice. Eo says we've given Abby a few interesting ornaments. Yes, yes, they did. I don't oh. know. If there's there's some of them I don't know like if it's good to talk about like. There was there were some with ashes in them. Not real ashes though. No. Not real ashes. Oh, not like people ashes. No. Um, like not. morning Spider-Man. It was. You know, you said <laughs> it's not good to talk about, and then you get well, abstract information then, that makes it sound actually worse than if you just explained it. I was. Well, I figured it was gonna sound worse if I said I probably shouldn't talk about it, because then people were like, "Oh no." So I was like, "It's not that bad." But then you. So but then, then I have talked about it, and I was going to say it wasn't like real it was a, It was just a joke based off a of joke. a Marvel movie. Because I cried when Spider-Man died. That's yes. seriously that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. it. They, put his, they put his face on it. Huh? Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. It came out like four years ago. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Holly, I'm going to move on. Holly says, I have Johnny a jar with a piece of paper that said nothing. It was a jar of nothing. <laughs> that's beautiful. That sounds nice. William said, I gave someone $3 in a box, but I wrapped it to look like a small desk chair. What? <laughs> you wrapped it to look like a small desk chair. Oh, okay. What? Oh, okay. Um, Barrett's laughing at you saying it's a different country. Uh, Johnny says, we gave my grandma a baby onesie for Christmas. Was that like... like was that in the announcement? Like to announce that, oh. to announce that when, when they were expecting <laughs> Not Ben. Not just randomly. Oh, oh or to Bell. announce, to announce when they were expecting Bell. <laughs> Greg says, the funniest gift I have seen given was horse manure encased in hay. Mine wow. was probably $1 enclosed in many, many, many nested wrap boxes. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we are going on to What's Right Kitchen. I'm so excited for it. Stick around. After the kitchen, we're going to have confessions, what's the price, and a powerful word. Do you matter to God? Let's find out. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. Out of the shower. <laughs> there goes Buddy. He's going to take us back. Ready? And so we're back. Ah! Oh! Okay. <laughs> that was fun. That was that was fun pretending. Hey guys, look now you can see more of my kitchen. I spent so many hours cleaning it, getting it nice. We still didn't make it Christmas. We still didn't decorate. That's okay. Remember that. So it looks really nice. I've been trying to decorate for three weeks now. Decorate our kitchen. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. What are we doing? Okay, guys, let's put up our picture. We are going to be trying to make this picture. I mean, we're not going to be making picture. We're going to make make these actually. And these are little gifts. They're going to look like little presents. Whoa. Ooh. Nice. We're nice. like Spider-Man almost. <laughs> Faded away. Whenever. Spider-Man. We're going to put it up in just a moment. Yes. It's little pretzels. And what it is, is they have like icing chocolate stuff on the top. Mm -hmm. And then we use the little mini M&Ms to make it a bow. You can just put it full screen. Yeah, yeah, you can just put it full screen. Just you don't have to fade it. Get us. rid of us. Yeah, get us out of here. Get out of here. Ghost. There we go. <laughs> okay, so see, they've got the little pretzel. This looks pretty easy. You can put, you know, melted chocolate, or we're going to be doing icing today. And then little M&Ms. So I got mini M&Ms, although now that I'm thinking about it, those kind of look like full size M&Ms. But we'll see. I think the mini M&Ms will stick better. I guess we'll find out how it goes. All right. So let's go. Let's let's grab our little pretzels. We're gone. <laughs> and we're back. Woo! Hey. That was like Obi-Wan Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Iron Man. OK, so the goal okay. is to make yeah, this look very good. Yes. And then you guys are going to vote on who's who did who's better. Who's the best? Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's sure. go. So we're getting. I'm diving. What is I'm yeah. going to. Diving in. Oh my gosh, okay. I haven't heard that song okay. in a long time. I don't know that song. Stephen Curtis Chapman, greatest Ooh. hit of all time. I know that name. That's, that's all. Okay. Sorry. I probably know his songs better than his name. Oh, Kelly's putting well, predictions. Well, you actually don't know his songs either. Except for that song. Um, I don't know that song. Do any of you guys know that song? That was like yeah, I do. the jam. Of course I do. The jam. The, of course I the do. The top bop top of bop. the early 2000s. Uh -huh. Uh yeah. This is like this is like kitchen side talk in All my right, kitchen. So, here, if you want to take a look at this on camera. Look at that. Look how fancy camera. he is. It's like he has a hat. Uh-huh. 
Vera uh, said, did Marky just invade you? Normally, I'm the one that's getting worked up like this. For the first time, we have just witnessed Justice Abby. Welcome, Justice Abby. It's fine. I'm glad to be here. I'm leaving now. Isn't it comfortable and no, pleasant? It's not. <laughs> I what love, have you done? I love when this okay. happens. Serena says Markies. Holly says y'all sound like brother and sisters. Yes. Uh, Grayson is laughing at Joni's. Um, I I think Joni had her uh, edible comment. Yeah. Uh, Joni says we could go by last week's rules. Don't necessarily pick the best one. Pick your favorite. Yeah, that was my quote. Um, but I, I don't stand by that. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was a joke. Uh, Holly says slow. we can be more creative. Yes, I mean it's not technically but yes. Arabella says Marky, that was melted chocolate. <laughs> I missed. Buddy's doing theme, and now we're done. Congratulations, <laughs> Marky. It's not working. Marky won. Honestly, won. my favorite probably was Buddy's, but thanks. My new one but or my the, older the one? The issue was you added to it after we stopped, so I couldn't really vote that. <laughs> yes. I understand. Yes, yes. Well, no rules apply here. This has no been rules. the What's Right Kitchen. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I yeah. hope you enjoyed meeting Justice Abby. Mm. Sorry. Now we're moving oh, into Confessions with Buddy, and then stick around because we have What's the Price, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we will, uh, right after that, we'll have an awesome word today about Do I Matter to God? So we'll see you right there. What's up guys and welcome to Confessions. We're just going to take a couple minutes and we're going to confess the word of God over our lives and let's do just that. Let's put up our confession up on the screen. Confession number one for today. I want you to say this out loud with me. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Amen. I, I appreciate everyone in the in the broadcast room helping us out. All right, we got one more confession. Let's all say this out loud together. It's our year of increase. Amen, guys. It's your year of increase. Do you believe that? If you believe it, put it in the comments. It's my year of increase. All right. Now we're moving into our next uh, segment. I almost said our next confession. Our next segment uh what's the price this is my favorite segment we'll see you guys in just a second because this is going to be a good one
It's time yeah. for What's the Price? That was amazing because we didn't plan that. It just came out of it our did. spirits. Also, it wasn't price. It was price. Mm -hmm. I feel like you were that much closer to singing karaoke with me and marking on a broadcast. No. It's but basically the song challenge. It's true. Well, yeah, that's true. But when Marky and I have our spontaneous burst of song. I oh. am the mountain. Oh, uh, no. I am the trees. I am the ocean. Dun, dun, we're not dun, dun, singing dun. like heresy. It's because one time we were matching the background. <laughs> we like turned into the mountains that were behind us Betty because, loves the song, as you can because tell. we were wearing the wrong color and we were ma we were blending into the green screen. But anyway, now it's time for what's the, what's the price? What? Happy we were here. so much in sync, and then, just... <laughs> and then just we went in sync. Yep, and then I, I was left. What's the price? What's the price? It's time for what's the price. Here's basically how this segment goes. Basically, what we do is we put up some interesting items that you can buy online right now yeah. if you would like to, and Christmas. we guess. It's Christmas time. We're giving you Christmas options. You've yeah, got like these a week are like, left. These are like amazing Christmas gift ideas. I also didn't mean to be threatening when I did that. You've got, like, a no. week left. you got a week left. These are options for That's you. That's true. These are great Christmas gifts. You're, really? you're difficult yeah. to shop for people. Yeah. It could be here today. Okay, yeah. let's see. Well, if I could actually get someone this for Christmas. But he's very excited because he's already no. told me. He's no. like, I'm You've so had such a hard today. time getting that sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> just probably like, let's see. Uh, I can. Get someone this for Christmas. <laughs> There's so much effort involved in that. Holly anyway. wants to know if they'll arrive in time. Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right, let's put up our first item of the day. We have ah. an eight and a half foot inflatable reindeer at at or at at. Wait, I don't. Wait a second. It looks a lot bigger than eight and a half feet. Also, it looks like a dog eight and a half robot. Feet is pretty big. It. But it looks like it's like it's all, it it's also it looks like it's fifteen sure. feet. It does. Well, it's eight and a half feet. Because <laughs> eight and a half feet is only like two and a half feet taller than me, and that looks much taller than well, me. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it could be a small house. This is just the picture it's they they put on Amazon. That is a very small house. Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, in, it's very Invader Zimmy. That's true, but mm -hmm. it's an ad. So, That's true. Guys, put your guesses in the comments. How much do you think this eight and a half foot inflatable reindeer ad ad is? For the Star Wars lover in your life, this <laughs> yeah. could be a Merry Christmas to one and all. Yeah, I was thinking like if there's anyone who would like this, it would probably be George. George. Except mm -hmm. he probably doesn't like inflatables. Uh, um, George might. I've heard him talk about ad ads <laughs> quite a bit. George might like it. I but see what you did not. there. <laughs> you wouldn't like it though. I would not. Oh, I see. Well. If that's the but case, that's then, okay. Marky, I'm going to have you guess first. How much do you think the inflatable at hat is? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say $150. $150. My favorite comment is Joni. It looks like the thing from Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is the thing from Star Wars, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Joni. Uh, I kind of want to give her a gift card just for that. But we won't. Anyway, all right. Do you think it is higher or lower? Just as Higher or lower than a hundred and what, thirty dollars? What'd you say? Hundred fifty dollars. I'm lower gonna than say higher, cause yeah. I higher want it higher. Than hundred fifty dollars. Well, let's find out how much is the inflatable attack? It is oh. two hundred fifty-nine ninety-eight. 
Wow. And Arabella was pretty close with her $250 guess. Well done. That's true. Arabella is here live in the studio, and this is one of her favorites because she likes the guessing. So if you heard her go, I was $9 off. That's <laughs> Belzy. She's over there. <laughs> She's having fun. She's having a good time. Tony just says, oops. All right, let's put up our next item. Okay. Item number two, we have the stripeless and flavorless candy cane. So it's just a cane? Of like candy. Like old people use when they're walking? Can you eat it? Yeah. It's edible, it just doesn't have any flavor. You know, or we ate stripes. something yesterday that had zero flavor, so. We did? Yeah, fruit. Oh! <laughs> so, okay, yeah. There are edible right. things that taste like nothing. All right, guys, okay. put your guesses in the comments. How much do you think this single uh, mm. candy cane costs? I Arabella says $75. Wow, Belzy. For a flavorless, wow. one single flavorless and stripeless. The issue no. is the whole thing. <laughs> the issue is like the way it, it looks like the way. Not this, judging your your guess. Kind of a little bit. <laughs> the way that it's wrapped, it looks like you have to hold the candy part of it. So like hold. have to hold the candy part. So is your hand gonna get all sticky and gross? I don't gross? know. It could. It I mean, not. that's kind of like how normal candy cans are, though. Yeah. But they have, like, the plastic. I don't know this if that has it, This one could have plastic. I hope so. Also, I want to know if you can at least taste, like, sugar. Like, is it sweet? Because it says flavorless. It's flavorless, so it's probably not. We should try it. We, well, can we get it? Yeah. We can get it. It's okay. on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Lots of guesses from seven, from 99 cents up to 10. Up to 75. Up to 75. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. that was the case. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say it's $14.99. $14.99. Or it's something that tastes like nothing, but people right. <laughs> spend money for boxes. All right, do you, what do you think? Do you I, think? I'm gonna guess lower. Lower yeah. than what she said, which I already forget the number. Hold on, Belzy just said it's over 10 inches, inches. tall. Inches, not okay. feet. Okay, I read it like feet uh, at first. Yeah, I'm like, over 10 feet tall? That's a huge nothing. So 10 inches is probably like that big. <laughs> it's a big one. All right. Let's find out how much is it? It is four dollars and nine cents. Jew and Greek got four dollars. Oh, Jew and, so and Greek! Jew and Greek. Well very, very close. All right, let's put up our next item. We have the USB kill stick. Ooh, are these now? So okay, go. I'm so sorry. basically, what this is is you plug it into any computer that you want to destroy. Yeah. What? The second you plug it in, it starts. Building up all, it starts receiving electricity, it starts receiving that that signal, and it builds it up, 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 and then poof, shoots it right into the computer and burns it up. Pastor watches. It's a very dangerous thing that I'm surprised actually exists. Pastor watches a lock picking YouTube channel, and the guy who hosts it warns about stuff like this because you don't just like plug in a USB port or any USB into a USB port because people like this could exist. Yeah. Danger. Will Robinson. Mm hmm. Yep. So, but then there's people like EO that says, I want to see this happen. So, either way. I, I'm enjoying the comments. <laughs> Because uh, Kelly says James Bond style. Grayson says, is this true? Hannah she says, also Why? says, I really don't like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, okay. right? This is this is very dangerous. This is only if you want to completely destroy a computer. It's true. Uh, Joni says, I feel like this should be Leo. I, I do as well, <laughs> but it's not. You can buy this. Grayson immediately went from I don't like it to Dylan, we need to buy this for someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. You're, you're getting, you're, you're guessing. Yeah. All right, Marky, how much do you think the USB kill stick costs? Uh, I'm gonna say $45. $45? Yeah. 
All right. Greg is says $100, but where is the capacitor? Because if uh, anyone knows all the things that this needs to work, well, it's going to be Greg. You it's know, the capacitor somewhere is somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to say uh, higher because it's called kill stick, and I feel like weapons should be money. And this is basically like computer weaponry. I understand. All right, you said what? $45. 45 you said higher than $45. Yeah. let us find out how much is the USB kill stick. It is $99.99. Wow. Greg, well done. Well, well done. done. Good I job expect you to know that, but good job. Like, that was, that was good. All right, let's put up our next item, item number four. We have the indoor bungee harness. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what I was thinking. That looks like so much fun and so dangerous at the same time. <laughs> you know, I don't know who would use this more in the right household, Luke or Rachel. <laughs> I, would, I would use it. I that feel looks like, like a lot of fun. I have this image of going over to help Pastor with a project and Buddy just being there upside down, <laughs> like just bouncing and upside down. <laughs> like bouncing off the ceiling, <laughs> doing it the opposite way. Oh, I, I would definitely awesome. use it to perch off the ceiling like a bat. Bouncing off the ceiling. That's Serena cool. says, so cool. Holly says $250, Serena says $200. Uh, Grayson says, Cohen needs this. <laughs> hey, Christmas gift ideas, guys. It's, it's like a Johnny Jumper for an adult. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That's what it, exactly what it is. And Abby just says, I would just fall asleep in it like a baby. So okay. it, it lends itself to Marky's theory. Okay, Kelly says 400. Johnny says 300. Greg right. says 225. What is your guess? 325. 325. Yep. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than 325? Um, I'm going to say, I was going to say 300, so I'm going to say lower. Okay, but not by much. Not by much. Not well, by let's much. find out how much is the indoor bungee harness. It oh. is $198. Oh. Merry not Christmas, guys. This is a solid idea. Mm. It is. All right, we have one more item for you Hold on. today. Rachel just put a comment in that says, Buddy does do funny stuff when he's supposed to be helping Pastor. I have a picture of him sitting on a bunch of toilet paper playing with Legos. <laughs> what? That's a great <laughs> question. I don't remember this. It was like a year ago. Huh. Oh. I have so many questions. Me I'm too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to see this picture because I don't remember this. <laughs> wow! Merry Christmas, George! An eight-day expedition to explore the <gasps> Titanic wreckage. Eight? Yes, because you have to go through a lot of training before you're allowed to go down, which is like a couple days of training, and then they'll put you in the submarine. Then you can go down and explore. Less than 250 people have ever seen the Titanic. Wow. And so this is a uh, an expedition that they only have done once a year. Um, and so I will say it's more than you think um, wow. for this eight-day expedition to explore <laughs> the Titanic records. All right. Mm. I'm laughing because both Marky and Abby have yeah. the same. Wow. Like wow. it was in unison and it was very gentle. Uh, Hannah says <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember what I just said. You said it's more than you think. Don't say that often. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to. I was going to say ten thousand dollars, but since you're saying it's more than you think multiple times, um, I'll say fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. All right, Barrett, do you think it's higher or lower higher. than fifty? Okay. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish 50, my sentence. Fifty thousand dollars. All right. Well, Serena says never mind. I'm bumping it to one hundred thousand dollars. All right. <laughs> let's find out how much is the eight-day expedition to explore the wow. Titanic. It is. $250,000. Because George job. and I have talked about doing this 
like before, because this is George's dream mm -hmm. is doing this. And to go to the moon, I think it cost 350,000 the last time we priced it. So this was the cheaper of the two options to ah. be believing for quicker. Wow. <laughs> to be believing for quicker. Oh my goodness. All righty then. Well guys, this has been What's the Price? Did you have fun? Yeah. I had fun. Yeah. I had fun. I really want to get the candy, flavorless candy cane. Just to it's see only $4.09 or something yeah. like that. Something. So, that sounds like a, a What's Right Kitchen kind of thing. It does. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for What's the Price? Now we're moving on to What's the Word? Yeah. Today's going to be a good one. I'm actually really excited about it. We're talking about Do I Matter to God? It's going to be a good one. You don't want to miss it. Take these next few seconds, share the broadcast, spread the word. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you guys in just a few seconds for what's the word. on with us today. Take the next couple minutes, send this broadcast to someone that you know and would receive the word of God. God is good. And when he puts seed into our hands, he shows us exactly what that seed is for. And this broadcast is designed to be a seed. So right now, ask the Lord, who do you want me to send this broadcast to today? And then just text it to him, post it on your Facebook status, whatever you need to do to get the word out, because today's word is going to help people. It's going to bring freedom. It's going to bring life. It's going to bring answers, solutions. Not because it's me, but because the word works for the people who work the word. And so ask the Lord as you're hopping on right now, go ahead and comment. If you've already shared the broadcast, go ahead and comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. So that way we can say hi to you. That way we know who is on and watching. And y'all, you guys have done so phenomenal over the last few weeks of sharing the broadcast, of being on, being engaged, commenting, just really supporting one another. And I, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being just diligent and loyal and hungry for the word of God. It makes doing this broadcast so exciting, knowing that people are not only on and watching, they're watching because y'all are hungry. We're hungry for the things of God together. And that makes doing this word so exciting because it means I'm going up, you're going up, we're going up together and seeing the things of God manifest quicker and quicker. So as you're sharing, I'm gonna see who's on. Uh, Holly is on, Kelly is here. Greg says he was wrong, but he was precise with uh, what's the price. <laughs> and then Joni says she's here. Hannah says, you're welcome. Genuinely, like that was, that was a legitimate heartfelt thank you because there have been days where it has it like early on in the broadcast when it was like two people watching. <laughs> it didn't always feel exciting, but seeing that the Lord has been so faithful you know, when you trust God, God is able to do more than we've ever thought possible. And that's something that he is teaching me more and more. When we just rest in God and trust him to bring things to pass, 
I don't have to make stuff happen. God makes stuff happen. And in the right moments, at the right time, God is then able to bring that increase. We've been speaking it every day. It's our year of increase. You guys are a part of that increase for us here at What's Right. You, our family, our What's Right covenant partners with the word of God, your family to us, you're part of that increase. And we're truly so thankful for you. So thankful. And we, we love y'all very, very much. Grayson says it's our year of increase. And... I love y'all. <laughs> I'm also laughing as our like floating things in the screens are moving. Our production crew has been awesome. You know what else is like a good testimony of God's goodness? This isn't how I was going to start, but truly, when we started the broadcast, it was like me and Pastor most days here and Priscilla, and we would run sound in the computer, and it was like one day a week. And then it upped, like, as Abby and Marky and Buddy came, we had more people. We've had more people over time, but there have been moments where we've had, had to figure out how do we do a broadcast with three people and make everything work. And today we have, I'm going to do a quick count, we have eight people here serving here in the studio. Like, God is such a God of blessing. He knows our needs. He takes care of them. And so I don't know why the Lord wants me to share this other than just encouraging. If you're in a season where it feels like, I don't know if it's working, or I don't know how it's going to work out. God is the God of increase. He brings increase. He brings it when we need it, on time, every single time. And so we've gone from one person, just pastor alone, to now we have over nine people just here at the church working, serving, blessing God. He's a faithful God, and he'll do the same with you, whether it's your finances, whether it's help, assistance, wisdom, whatever you need. God is the God who provides. And so just trust him, keep going, keep being diligent, and he'll bring that increase. Grayson says, we love you. Uh, Hannah says, God is a God of increase. He is so good and faithful. Holly says, God brings increase. Hannah says, you can't outgive God. You can't. He is so faithful. He is a faithful God. And what an honor it is to learn more about him today. So we're going to hop into the word. If you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast because today's word is, do I matter to God? And this is one of those questions that it seems like a very duh answer. But truly, I don't know of a Christian who has never at some point in time or another grappled with this question. Do I really matter? What's the point? Do I have a point? Why should, like, why should God even care about me? And these sound really sad questions, but there's an answer that's in the word. And if we don't know that answer, when the questions come, we won't know what to do with them. So today we're going to dive in. The Lord has given wisdom on these things. And so we're going to look at the word and we're excited about it. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you are faithful, you are good, you are kind, your word is true, you don't disappoint, hope in you doesn't disappoint, you are a faithful, faithful God. So Lord, right now, we yield to you, we get ready to receive, and just say that wherever you are, put it in the comments, I get ready to receive from God. Lord, I thank you that your word is bringing life to those who eat of it today, and we just thank you so much for it. You're so good. We rest in you, we receive from you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So a few years ago, when I first came to Boomerang, I, and I think I shared this a couple days ago on the broadcast when Buddy and I were here, you know, I was, I was younger, like I was in my 20s, like 24, 23, something like that. And when I came here, I had just been set free from depression. Um, I had spent most of my high school time, most of my junior high, all of my high school, most of my college years, just really depressed. And I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't, honestly, I didn't really think I mattered to the Lord. And I would have moments where I felt okay. And being around people made me distracted. But when I was by myself, alone in my room, getting ready to go to bed or waking up in the morning, when I was alone, there was a question that nagged at my heart of, do I even matter? Is my existence here on this earth even worth anything? And praise God, the Lord is so merciful and so kind. And through different brothers and sisters in the Lord, he brought me to a revelation of I matter to him. So I was here at Boomerang maybe two years after I was set free from depression. And I was sitting in a service one day in the old building, not the building we're in now. Uh, this is actually Boomerang's fourth location, if I'm correct. We started in pastor's living room. We moved to the um, YMCA pavilion building for about a year-ish, like eight months to a year. We were in pastor's house for a year. Then we went to the Paramount building and we were there for like five or six years. And so the Paramount building is where I was. It's much smaller than where we're at now. And we were in worship. I was sitting on one edge of the room. Our chairs were kind of curved like they are now. And I was sitting over on this side. And the Lord told me to look around the room. I'm here. I've been here for maybe, maybe six to eight months. And he told me to look around the room. So I looked around and I saw all these people. And some of them are singing some of them have their eyes closed. Some of them are smiling, but most of them just, their shoulders were down. They were just kind of looking, going through the motions of singing, which I've done before. Like, I don't want you to put a hands up in the comment, but have you ever been in a service and it's like, it's time to praise the Lord. It's time to praise God. And it's like, I don't have it in me to praise God. I'm just going to sing and sit down and get through it, and it's going to be fine. That's kind of what it looked like that day. And so I'm scanning through the room, and I'm looking at these people, and all of a sudden, what overwhelmed me was a compassion and a love. Like I'd never felt before. I knew these people. They weren't strangers to me. I'd been with them for months at this point. But this love and compassion came over me, and what I heard the Holy Spirit say is, my people don't know how much I love them. Tell them. Just as clear as I've ever heard anything from the Lord. My people don't know how much I love them. Tell them. My people, God's people, don't know how loved they are. They don't. And you can... That's not just true eight years ago. That's true today. Because if the people of God knew how much God loved them, our world would look very different. 
And in that moment, I had a heart for people that I had never had before. I saw them through a different lens. They weren't just people. They were loved people, but they didn't know it. And in my life, I've had these moments with friends of mine or family members of mine where I love them so much. And it's kind of like when Pastor Brian will give the example of what what kind of reaction would he have if Abby came to him and was like, Daddy, can I please have a cup of water? Please? Like, I, can, can I please have it? And pastor's like, my, like, I would be offended by that because I love her so much she doesn't need to talk to me that way. It's the same thing with the Lord. We are such loved people who don't have a revelation of that love. Not just Christians, the world. The world is loved by God. We are loved, but we haven't known it. If we've known it, there would be a security that comes. And since that moment, there's been within me this desire to tell people who they are in Christ who they have been made to be. Because I was one of those people who for years had no idea that there was purpose, there was intention on my life. I literally just thought, well, God basically made a mistake in sending me here. I'm good for nothing. And it was a demonic lie. And since then, it's just been a quickening, an awakening on the inside of me of, no, people need to know. We need to know, you need to know, I need to know, the world needs to know that they matter. So right out of the gate, do you matter to God? Yeah, you do. And we're going to go through the word and prove it by his word. But know that right out of the gate, you matter. Your life matters. Put that in the comments. I matter to God. You do. God loves you. He loves you. He wants you. He desires you. He has a heart for you. He is cheering you on. He has made a supply available for you. He hungers for you to be blessed because when you're blessed, he's blessed because he's a good father. God loves you. He loves you. And that's the first part. You are loved. These are things, these are very seemingly simplistic things, but I would encourage you right now, don't tune out just because this seems simple. It seems familiar. I get that. I, again, I was the person who in middle school, high school and college, I was in church at that point. I was saved at that point. I heard these verses. I memorized these verses as part of my high school degree. You know, it was part of my Bible class that I took. And yet it didn't take root in me until I got the rhema word of, no, God loves me. He chose me. So today I know that this is going to be familiar. I know you're going to know some of these verses, but let the reality of the word of God come alive in you different than it ever has before. Because his word is brand new each day. There's more for us to feast upon. So right out of the gate, point number one of do you matter to God? Yeah. Why? Number one, because you're loved. You're loved by God. 
You're loved. You're chosen. You're valuable to him. And in the most, like, the most Sunday schooly Bible verse that I can think of, I guarantee you it just came up to you too. Like if you were here, I'd do the one, two, three, tell me what it came up to you as. John 3, 16. <laughs> like the most Sunday school Bible, Bible verse that there is. I feel like everybody is taught to memorize it when they've been in Sunday school as a kid. But there's a reason for that. Because in this verse is so much truth and life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son, his chosen son, a part of who he was, he gave it for you. Not just for the earth. I used to be that person that would picture when I said that verse, God so loved earth that he gave Jesus (laughs) to bless the earth. But no, he gave Jesus for you. Think about that. Jesus, the precious son of God, was given for you. If it was just you, God would have given Jesus. You're worth Jesus. You know, it's not the item. When you're buying something, it's not the item that determines how much something is worth. It's the buyer. You know, there could be a a watch that looks beautiful and it could be set for a price of like $8,000. But if no one is buying that watch, it's not worth that. Someone else can set a value, but until someone buys it, it's not worth that value. And we as people will so often set our value to like trash or to the world's normal. But when God looked at you, he determined that you were worth what Jesus is worth. That's the exchange he made. He paid for you with his son. You're loved by him. Jesus was precious. He was his only begotten son. And he took his only so he could reap you. You're loved. You matter to him. He decided that's how much you were worth. But then in John 3, 17, here's why. Because it wasn't, it wasn't that God did this when you were good. He did this when we were at our worst. When we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8. When we were yet sinners, he demonstrated his love toward us. Christ died for us. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So when we were the worst, when we were his enemies, that's when Jesus came. And why did he come? John 3, 17. God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. Because the love that God had for you was so great and so all-encompassing that he saw us in our mess 
He saw us at our worst. And he says, I'm not content to watch them destroy themselves. I'm not content to watch them live mediocre. I'm not content to just watch them live with emotional turmoil. I'm not content to see their minds be mentally unbalanced. I'm not content with that. I need to give my best so I can get them to myself. I need them. I want them. I'm going to pay the highest price for them because that's what they're worth to me. And this type of speech makes the flesh uncomfortable and it makes religious circles not happy. Like there are a whole bunch of religious cows that I'm just shooting along the way as I'm talking like this, but it's truth because that's how God, that's what God says. He loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that we could be saved, not judged. And he did it while we were enemies. That's how loved we are. That's how buying and selling works. The buyer determines the value. Your value has already been determined. Your value's already been determined. So no matter what past mistake you made, and that's honestly what happens a lot of the time with the flesh, and the soul and the enemy is the enemy's a jerk face and he tries to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to rob us. So what he'll do is he'll remind us of who we used to be. Or if we don't know the Lord yet, he'll tell us, you know, you're awful right now. You're the worst. You are the biggest sinner ever. You have messed up so bad. No one would want you. You are too far gone. You're a piece of trash. You're junk. I know because these are the thoughts I thought. And I'm not the only one who thinks like that. We talked about it Monday it's not, or Tuesday. It's not coincidence, it's coordination. I'm not the only person in the world who's ever thought that. The enemy is a liar. He's a dirtbag. Christians, what he'll do with them is he'll try to bring up the past. Oh, you're a, you're a saint of God? Well, do you remember what you did when you were 12? Do you remember what you did when you were 15? You know why that person doesn't like you? Because of who you used to be in high school. Do you remember that person? That person was a jerk. You sure the Son of God really saved you then? It's how he works. You know, the only, the only thing that the enemy has available to him is deception. It's lies. And so he wants to, pastor's been teaching on us. He wants us to relinquish our rights. He wants us to relinquish our identity back over to him. See, that's the only way that the enemy has power over our thoughts is we give him that power when we listen to him. If when the snake had come up to Eve and was like, did God really say that you can't eat of the fruit in the garden? If Eve had like told him to shove off and like shoved something in his mouth and was like, get out of here, ghost, like don't talk to me right now, then Eve would not have been able to be tempted. She would have silenced his voice, but because she allowed his voice to continue in her ear, it brought her to the point of doubting the Lord. We can't play around with the thought of, do I matter? We can't play around with thoughts of, I'm not important. We can't play around with that stuff because it's a gateway to hell. It really is. I know because I was the person who one day, my last year in college that I, that I had until I did Impact University, my last year in secular university, I was the person who tried to OD on sleeping pills. I was like, well, that'll be a peaceful way to go. I'll just take a handful of them and I'll just go off to sleep. 
How did I get there? Because I let myself get to the point where I meditated on the wrong thoughts of, I don't matter to anyone. I'm not important. So I'm just going to go ahead and maybe I'll go be with Jesus. I didn't even know if suicide would get you to heaven at that point. I hoped it would, but I was like, I don't matter down here. Don't matter to anyone else. So if I really matter to God, he'll see my heart and he'll let this happen. Praise God. He saved me from that demonic attack that was there to end my life. Praise God. But if we play around with it, we're just playing with a loaded gun. Truly. That's why a broadcast like this is so important. Not because it's me, but because God has an answer to thoughts like that. God has a solution. God's solution was Jesus. And so when those thoughts come of, I don't matter to anyone, we have a word and we have a savior that we can say, I may not matter to you, but I matter to the king. I may not matter to the people, the subjects that are supposed to be a part of the kingdom, but I matter to the king of kings. And so when those thoughts come, we're to take them captive immediately so that they don't destroy us. We destroy them. Second Corinthians 10, five or five, 10, whichever way it is. I think it's five, 10. It's talking about how we need to take every thought captive, bring it into the obedience of Christ, cast down every speculation, every lofty thought that tries to raise itself as higher than God. We need to see these things as an affront because anything that says you're less than, than loved by God, you're less than chosen. You're less than important. It's a lie and it's an assault on your life. What would have happened Had I ended my life, had the Lord not been so incredibly merciful, so, so phenomenally kind to me to rescue me from my own devices, my daughter wouldn't be on her way. My husband would never be a part of Boomerang. Probably there would be people here that I'm called to minister to who would never hear the word of the Lord. He tried to silence my life, but you know what? He can't silence what God is doing. He can't unless we allow him to. So praise God. God was bigger than me. He was bigger than my own desires. See, that's what we need to realize about God. He's bigger than our mess ups. He's bigger than a mistake. I tried to end my life. I could not. I could not at that point because God protected me. What I tried to destroy, God wouldn't let me because his love for me was so much bigger than my own love for myself. He's a bigger God than what we have given him credit for. And we think that because we've made a mistake or we've messed up, we have made something completely beyond repair. God is bigger than our ability to fail. Put that in the comments. God's bigger than your ability to fail. He's a bigger God. (laughs) He's a capable Lord. There have been so, oh, so many things that I have messed up. So many. And this is not an experiential broadcast that I'm giving you. We're going to hit more in the word. But I'm letting you know as a testimony, the word tells us in Revelation that they overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their life even to the death. I have messed a variety of things up. Things that should never have been able to be repaired. But God, but God, 
So you messed something up this morning. So you messed something up yesterday. You made a mistake or you did it on purpose like I did when I tried to kill myself. God is bigger. He is capable and he loves you. He is for you. He wants you for himself. He purchased you for himself. Why would he purchase something for himself and then allow you to destroy yourself? He's going to let us make whatever decision we're going to make, but the mercy of God is real and his ability to turn things around and be a God of restoration is bigger than my mistake. He's a big, big God. And his love for you is so pure. It's incorruptible. It's forever. He loves you. Grayson put in the comments earlier, this is so on time. Amen. It was for me too. I've needed this reminder. I need it not just back 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, it's been a decade. Lord, thank you for 10 years ago, delivering from me, delivering me from that spirit of suicide. You are so good when I have not deserved you to be that good. Oh, thank you for loving me that much. Gosh. Thank you, Lord. I didn't realize that that's how long it had been. What is he able to do in 10 years time? What's he able to do in a day? Ah, he's so big. He's so big. Don't flirt with those thoughts. Don't flirt with those thoughts. Don't flirt with those thoughts. Don't even entertain them. You matter. You're important. You're valuable. You're wanted. You're chosen. And look, this is not just a message for girls. Like, I know that this is... This particular type of speech, you go to a women's conference and you hear stuff like this because women need to hear it. But men, you're wanted, you're chosen, you're needed. Men, you're needed. You're needed to lead the women in your lives. You're needed to be the spiritual leaders, the spiritual heads of your home. You're needed by God to be the men of God that you're called to be. And I'll tell you what, there's an attack on men in this world the enemy hates men. You can see it. Every, every side you look at it from, ma masculinity and strength and manliness is being attacked. We need you. So just because this may traditionally sound like a women's type of message, it's not. Men, we need you to be men. We, I need you to be the men of God that help lead the way, that help be the heads. So that way the women have someone to follow after. And that's not, that's not anti-word, that is the word. God made you. You right now have a life that is planned for you, and it's good. So number one, you're loved by God. Number two, you have been planned for, and you've been chosen. Have you ever gone to someone's house, and like I'm thinking of Pastor Nicole. Pastor Nicole does this so well. Oh my gracious. I, like, I'm, I'm truly in awe of all that she is capable to, of doing because she, she's so gifted at stuff like this and making people feel loved. 
But I'm thinking of like these moments where I've gone over to the house and Pastor Nicole has known that I'm coming and she's told the girls that I'm coming and, and Lukey and Pastor and they just have things planned for me. One of my favorite memories that I have with the Wrights was my very first Christmas here. It was a couple days before Christmas and I had never spent Christmas away from like my birth family. I'd never been away from them. And the Lord told me to be here for Christmas time. And North Carolina Christmas is different than Maine Christmas. Maine Christmas is white. <laughs> North Carolina Christmas is often brown. <laughs> it's, it's very different. And so there was one day where I just, I was like, man, it would be really cool to see snow at Christmas time. And I walked into their house after lunch one day and I opened the door and all of a sudden a snowball hit me in the face. Like Abby threw a snowball at me <laughs> and it hit me in the face. And that doesn't sound exciting, I know. But what they had done is they literally shaved ice down and made as close to snow as they could for me. And they had just all of these snowballs prepared. And when I walked through the door, they threw snow at me so that for a moment I could have what it was that I wanted. Like I, there's a video of it. I, it's a memory I'm never going to forget because it showed me a planning. They couldn't just make that happen. I'm sure they had rushed home it, it, unless they had done it before. I don't know how they did it. I never asked. But there was planning involved that required that snow to be prepared so that when I walked through the door, I could literally be pelted with a blessing that I had wanted in my heart because they planned for me. That's just an earthly example of someone loving me to a point where they planned. You have a God who planned out not just a moment, but your entire life. You have a heavenly father. You know, Pastor Nicole, she's a great mom, but how does she know how to do it? Because, because the Lord is a great father. He's a great parent. And so in the word, when he's talking in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans full of hope and full of a future. You know, Jeremiah 1, when he's talking to Jeremiah, he's like, okay, Jeremiah, I have set you as a prophet over the nations. I've called you to do this and to do this and to do this. And Jeremiah is like, what are you talking about? I can't even imagine doing something like this. The Lord's already got a plan for you. No matter what your life looks like, he has mapped out your life. He has mapped out the intricacies and not just what, what journey you're going to take. He has mapped out where to store up goodness for you. So that way you can be pelted with it the same way I was with that snow. He wants every step that you take along the path of this life here on this earth to be filled with his goodness and his mercy. You open a door and it just attacks you. The word literally says goodness and mercy follow me all the day of my life. It means goodness and mercy hunt me down everywhere I go. Just like those snowballs hunted me down when I walked through the door. There should be goodness and mercy at every turn of our life. And God has a plan to help that happen. He literally has it mapped out. He has plans for your blessing. Put that in the, in the comments. God has plans for my blessing. He knows how to get it to us. He wants us to have it. Because he's a good father. You know, it says in the word, if you ask for a loaf of bread, would he give you a stone to eat on? 
Like what's gonna happen if you go and you think you're eating a bite, like a bite of bread and it's a rock? You're gonna break all your teeth. God's not cruel. Man might be cruel and think that that's funny, but God's not. He made those teeth. He's not gonna wreck them. He wants you happy. He wants you blessed. He wants you fulfilled. He wants you in his love. Pastors have been preaching on it the last couple of weeks about being in the, receive, in the position to receive. And the example he's been having is Mr. Mark and Mr. Chris coming up and Mark will stand there acting like blessings pouring out. And then Chris will stand underneath him. He wants us in that position to be to be completely overcome with blessings, completely overcome with them. You know, there's a difference between a shower head that has good water pressure. <laughs> there's a difference between a shower head that has like the drop and you're there for 30 minutes because that's how long it took to get all of your hair wet. <laughs> and then you're there for another 20 to get the shampoo out of your hair. Like God doesn't want it to take long. He wants there to be a constant stream of goodness in your life. And he has it planned for you. He has it planned out for you. You've been planned for. You know, John, sorry, I had, my mic was slipping. John 15, 16, this, is, this verse literally carried me through some of the darkest points in my life because when I doubted that God could want me, this is the verse he brought me to. So I would encourage you, know this verse, John 15, 16. And it says, you did not choose me. I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you. Let that get inside of you right now. You didn't choose God. God chose you. And here's why, here's why that's so empowering is that if I didn't choose God, he chose me. I'm not the one that stops his love of me. I didn't cause him to start it. I'm not going to cause him to stop it. God chose me because he wanted to choose me. God's not flippant. He doesn't have a disposal mentality. So if he chose me, he's going to keep choosing me. He didn't choose me once. He chooses me today. He's choosing me tomorrow. He's choosing me the day after that. He chose me at the beginning. He chose me when I was knitted in my mother's womb. He chose me before I was knitted in my mother's womb. He chose me. He wants you. He chose you the same way. It says, you did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. He chose you to bear fruit. And what's that fruit? That whatever you ask him for, he gives it to you. That's the fruit that he wants us to bear. What a plan of God. You know, you haven't even been chosen to be a pauper in the king's house. You were chosen by God and redeemed by him to be a son. To be an heir. That's who we are. We're heirs. We're children. We have those rights. You know, the next thing, you're loved. You've been planned for and chosen. Number three, 
You've been made brand new, brand new. So that thought of I can't, I'm too bad, it's too awful. You don't understand what happened to me in the past. You don't know how bad I've messed up before. You don't know the thoughts that I thought earlier this morning. You don't know where I failed. I don't know all those things. Those like that's that's true. I was I was in youth ministry for a really long time, you know, before I came to Boomerang or I mean, it's not like I was there for decades upon decades, but I worked with with kids and with teens from the time I was one. So well over a decade, I was with teenagers. And back at my old church, before I ever came to Boomerang, I was a part of a youth team where we saw supernatural growth in that youth. Like the Lord just truly blessed it. And I would talk with those teenagers about how much the Lord loved them, what the Lord had for them, And they would say horrible things to me, like that their life had seen. I had kids come to me who had been cutters. I had kids come to me who were depressed themselves. Literally one girl came to youth and planned on killing herself that night. But she heard the good news of God and she lived. You know, you have kids. I had, there were youth age kids there who had been raped Youth age kids who had been abused, youth kids who were pregnant, and they came in feeling like the bottom of the barrel, like that they were the worst ever, completely broken, completely wrecked, and yet God chose them. God chose them. So I'm thinking of that girl now who tried to ki- who was planning on killing herself that night. But because God chose her and he talked to her through a person who had messed up themselves, he talked through me in that particular moment. He shown the love of God through me, a messed up person in my own right. Yet because he's so good and his love for her was so pure, she's now alive and is capable of doing great and mighty things for him. You're never too far gone, no matter what your past had. And look, none of those things I said are small things. If you've had stuff in your life that has hurt you and has damaged you and has brought you pain and it doesn't feel like it's ever going to get better, I am truly sorry that you have gone through that. I'm, I'm truly, sincerely so sorry that you have faced that ever in your life before. And while I can't undo what happened, please today, let this broadcast introduce you to a God who can make you brand new right now. Right now, his word says that all things are passed away. Behold, new things have come. What used to be your story does not have to be your story. What used to hurt doesn't have to hurt. What used to trip you up doesn't have to trip you up. God is good. And he has made a way for you to be made completely new and completely whole. In 2 Corinthians 5, 
I'm going to read that from, I have it on paper in front of me, but I want to read it out of my Bible. 2 Corinthians 5. In verse 16, it says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. That literally is saying, no one. We don't recognize them by what they look like, what they've done, what their actions are. We recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we've known Christ according to the flesh, now we know him in this way no longer. And here's the why. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. So just because you may look the same as the person who messed up really, really big yesterday, you're not the same. If you're in Christ, you're made brand new. So if I'm looking at you and all I'm seeing is what's on the outside, I'm missing the reality of who you are. Because the reality of who you are is you're brand new. You're brand new. You're a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And that means that God literally took everything that we would ever owe him, every mess up that we would ever have. He erased it. He erased that debt and brought us back into right standing with Jesus. That's what he did for you. How much love is that? Think of the person who has hurt you the most in your life. I don't want you to dwell on it, but typically most people have someone that pops up. I had someone that popped up to me when I just said that out loud. What kind of love would it take for me to say, you know what, everything you've ever done, not only do I forgive it, I'm erasing it. Not just I forgive you, but I'm gonna remember. No, I'm gonna erase it from your ledger. I'm not holding it against you. I'm not holding a thing against you. I forgive you. That's what your father did. We messed up a lot before Jesus, but Jesus wiped that slate clean. So no matter what it was, you're loved. You're loved to the point that all, all God sees when he looks at you is he sees potential through Jesus. He sees hope. He sees promise. He sees a future. Verse 20, no, verse 19, it says that God was in Christ, not counting trespasses against them, but reconciling the world to himself. Therefore, as we are ambassadors for Christ, verse 21, he made him who knew no sin. God made Jesus who never sinned, never messed up. He made him to be sin. Why? so that we might become the righteousness of God. What a God that a person who tried to end their life could be made the righteousness of God. The person who hated themselves, the person who was in all sorts of darkness, who did so many things wrong. He made me the righteousness of God in Christ. That's a, that's a thing to fathom that our brain sometimes doesn't comprehend, but it's something that we grab a hold of by faith. I may not feel 
like I am worthy, but God determined you're not only worth this, I love you, I've planned for it, I chose you for righteousness, and now I'm going to make you a new creature. That's what God did. He told me years ago, and it made me chuckle then, it it makes me smile now. God is the ultimate fixer-upper. Like back when that show was really, really big with Chip and Joanna, like everybody was talking about what could they do with a broken down house? And I mean, clearly they're anointed and skilled by God to do what they do. But how did they learn to do it? How did they learn to take a bunch of junk and make it beautiful? Because God knew how to take the biggest mess on earth, humanity, and redeem it to look like Jesus. God is that ultimate fixer-upper. He's the ultimate restorer. God has made you brand new. Put that in the comments. I've been made brand new. I know that some people did earlier, but that's just something that we've got to get in us. When the enemy tries to come and say, do you remember when? We say, no, I don't, because I've been made brand new. You're talking about someone else. And that's something that I've had to get in me. You know what? No enemy. When you're trying to remind me of every bad thing I've ever done or any bad thought I've ever had or any accident, like mess up I've had, you know, no, I don't remember that. You're talking about somebody else. I've been made brand new. That was somebody yesterday. Don't know who you're talking about today. This person's been made clean. You've been made brand new. And you're needed. Know this. Not only are you loved, are you planned for, are you chosen, are you made brand new, but you're needed for the plans of God. You're needed. Why would the enemy want to take you out? Because you're vital to God's plan. You know, I'm sharing this right now, but Buddy shared on the broadcast before that he's, he dealt with depression. He had to overcome that. Why? Because there's a call of God on his life. The same as there's a call of God on mine, there's a call of God on his. There's a call of God on you. God has plans for you. And so if, if the enemy who hates you, get that in you. He hates you. The enemy hates you because he hates God. So he hates you because you look like God. So if he can get you out, he can disrupt part of God's plan. But you're needed. You're needed. We talked about this. I don't remember if it was for this particular impact class or if it was the character one or both. But something that the Lord's brought up to me is how he plants each member of the body exactly when he wants them. You know, when God birthed you, he knew when he was birthing you. He could have had you come at any point in history. You could have been born anytime, but God wanted you alive right now. Why? Because we are in the darkest moments that our world has ever seen. It is clear that we are in the birth pains of Jesus about to return for his people. It's evident. There's nothing left that he's waiting for other than his mercy for souls to be saved. So why are you alive right now? Because God wanted the strongest people alive on this earth to shine for him so that a massive, massive, intake of souls could come into the kingdom. That's the only reason we're still here is for souls. How are souls going to come in? By finding out that they're loved, 
by finding out there's a better option than hell. They don't have to live in hell. They don't have to live in torment. No one has to. Why? Because going back to John 3, 16 and verse 17, God loved the world. God's not counting the world's trespasses against them. Not only did he reconcile you, he reconciled the world back to himself. When Jesus died and shed his blood, he did it for every single man and woman who would ever be alive on this earth so that everybody could have the potential to know God. But people are going to hell. People are currently on a pathway to hell because they don't know how much God loves them. God loves his people. So why would he want to plant in you that you don't matter so that you stop being a voice box for him? If God can get me to believe that I don't matter, then I'm never going to be able to tell Rachel that she matters, that she's loved, that she's chosen because I don't believe it. But when I believe it, it's going to come out of me differently. You hear it differently today because the Lord refreshed it back in me this morning. He reminded me of it. He stoked his word again in me. And it's coming out differently because it's real. We're here for a purpose. And it's time that the body of Christ awakens. You know, last year, there was that word that the Lord gave to us here at Boomerang and many other ministries. It's time for an awakening. What are we awakening to? The love of God. It's time to wake up. It's time to stop flirting with thoughts that are demonic. It's time to put the enemy in a closet and just kill him there. Like shove a sock in his mouth. I don't care what you have to do. Shut him up. Don't tolerate those thoughts anymore. Don't tolerate those demonic things of you don't matter. You do matter. You have an assignment. You have a calling from God. And that calling is go win the lost. Go tell them God loves them. Take up that ministry of reconciliation that he talks about in 2 Corinthians 5. Take it up. Let it be real to you. God freed me from suicide. He'll free you. God freed me from addiction. He'll free you. God gave me hope and a future and a child. What can he do for you? This is just what he's done for me. What can he do for you? What can he do for the people that you know who need him? God, it's not a small thought when it tries to be there of, do I even matter? Yeah, you do. You're vital to the plan of God. You're vital to his mission here on this earth. You're vital. And when you stand before him, you're going to want him to look at you and say, well done. Look at what you did for me. Look at what you accomplished for me. Look at all, you know, this is what I want. When I get to heaven, I'm go, like, I even thinking about it makes me so honored. I am so excited to see the people that I influenced for Christ like, imagine Billy Graham. Oh my gosh, can you even imagine Billy Graham getting to heaven when he got there and seeing all the people who are already there because of him? Because Billy Graham decided to believe that he mattered to the kingdom, that he took up that mantle of God loves me, so I'm going to go love people. He took that up. Can you imagine what that's going to feel like? 
standing before the king and him saying, look at, look at all these people. Look at all these souls. Look at what I was able to do through you. Oh my gosh, that's, that's what I want. Not because I want the glory, but because I know what God brought me out of. I was a hateful, vengeful, angry, bitter, horrible human being. Like I was awful. And God has done so much good and is going to keep doing it. Who am I to put that under a bushel, under a lampstand and try and snuff it out? Who does the enemy think he's dealing with? You have a call on your life. You have an assignment. Your assignment is the end days, the end time harvest of souls. That's your assignment. That's who you are. You're a soul winner. You're a harvester. You're a disciple maker. You're a worshiper. You're God's chosen instrument during this time. He brought you into this earth for right now so that you could lead others to him. That's why you're here. You matter. Only you can influence the people in your circle. That's why you're there because God strategically placed you there. I think of, you know, we have somebody in the room right now who is in a spot where they're in a secular environment and they have this friend group that's around them. No one in that friend group loves the Lord at this point in time, but they do. You know why they were allowed to be friends with these people? To lead them to Jesus. You know what that person's going to do? Get so caught on fire that their friends come to know the Lord or they don't, but they're going to lead them to a decision point and that's going to happen. Like I'm at this point, I'm looking at that person off screen. I'm not going to say their name. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. The thought of it's not, you keep doing what you're doing. It's going to happen. There are people in your environment that you're called to lead to the Lord. Don't let your fire be extinguished. You matter because you're needed. Every joint supplies in Ephesians, it talks about that. Every joint supplies every you're a part of the body. You have a purpose. You have a purpose to win souls. You have a purpose in the kingdom. You know, Holly, Holly is over here on, on this side. Holly has a purpose, not only to, in my life, but in the body of Christ. Holly's got to fulfill her purpose in order for the body to work right. Have you ever messed up a part of your body and you never realized how much you use your pinky finger until all of a sudden you can't bend your pinky finger? You need every single one of your joints. Otherwise, it's not a happy time. You matter. You matter to God. You matter to the body. You're a part of his plan. God has plans for you. He has plans for you. And here's the thing, when we refuse, refuse to be robbed of our identity, but we enforce the truth, it's then that we can walk as we're called to walk. We must enforce the truth of God in our lives. When those lies come, when those thoughts come, enforce the truth. Romans 12, 1 through 2 
says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service of worship. But be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renew your mind daily. When that thought comes up daily, and here's the thing, it, it may come up daily, it may come up monthly, it may come up yearly, maybe you've never had it at all, but why allow it the ability to come back or to come at all? Know how to enforce your rights. And how do you do that? You do it with the supernatural help of God. See, God loves you so much, you don't have to do any of this alone. See, soul winning, you don't have to go do that alone. You do it with the Lord. Witnessing to people, discipling others, you don't do it alone. You do it with him. When the enemy comes and plants a thought in your brain, you don't fight the enemy off by yourself. You don't do anything else by yourself. Why would he make you do that alone? He won't. He's always with you. He's never going to forsake you. He chose you. He chose you and he made his home within you. Why would he leave you alone during that time? So when that thought comes, you draw on the strength of God. You draw on his spirit. You use the word. How did Jesus defeat the enemy? He used the word. God says, it is written. It is written. It is written. So a thought comes that says, I don't matter. I'm not important. It is written that God looks at me and I'm the apple of his eye. It is written that I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. It is written that I'm a brand new creature. Creature? Creation? I'm a brand new creation. <laughs> Old things are passed away. New things have come. It is written that God loved me so much he gave me Jesus. It is written that I am not judged. I am saved. I'm not judged. I'm saved. I'm not judged. I'm saved. I'm worth the blood of Jesus. God looks at me through the blood of Jesus. I have the potential of Jesus. I am his. His word says I am kept. I'm protected. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I am made brand new, brand new, brand new. I'm made brand new. And that's how you defeat those thoughts. You use the word, you do it with his spirit and you let it come alive inside of you. Because when it's alive, that's when we do the supernatural. We do the supernatural. We're called Hear this, you are called, you are chosen, you are desired, you are wanted, you are needed, you have an assignment to do, and it's time that we get about it. It's time to stop flirting with those demonic thoughts. It's time to stop flirting with self-pity. You know, there was a time here at Boomerang a couple years ago in prayer, the Lord gave me a vision of what pity looks like, what self-pity looks like. And in the, like, I saw the demon of self-pity and it was, I'm not going to get into what all it looked like because that's not what mattered. But what mattered is as I watched it, it literally led to the point of going to hell because it causes us to focus on self. It's a demonic thing. 
Don't focus on self-pity. Don't let those things come in there. Don't let those thoughts, don't let emotional instability or mental instability come. No, you matter. You are important. And if you weren't important, then these thoughts wouldn't be coming in the first place. It's not a marker of I'm so good. So, and that's why these thoughts come because God, no, it's not a sign that you're so holy. These thoughts come. It's the enemy hates you because you look like God, but God has empowered you to overcome. The word says that no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God would not allow us to face it without providing us a way of escape. And if we're escaping, we're not just escaping on the same level. We're going up higher because in second Corinthians two 14, it says, God is always leading me to triumph in Christ. So where there was death, where there was darkness, where there was sad thoughts, where those things were, they may have been darkness there, but my God is about to shine a light. My God is about to light someone up. And you may have been that person where until this moment, you had had those thoughts plaguing you coming in the morning, coming in the nighttime, coming when you were by yourself. I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too heavy. It's never going to work. This might as well end. My life isn't important. Or you literally were at the point where you thought... I just need to go ahead and end my life because I'm not contributing anything. Where darkness abounded, light is about to abound even more. Where darkness existed, the grace of God is about to show up and I can sense that on the inside of me. The spirit of God is bearing witness with my spirit that there was a spiritual, demonic, suicidal thing that was trying to come upon someone who's watching, whether you're watching now or you're watching in the archive. But I'm here to tell you by the word of God. Those days are ending. Those thoughts are ending. You're going to come out. You're going to come out lighter. You're going to come out stronger. And God's going to be a, God is going to do mighty things in you and through you. You're going to be a witness for him. You're going to be a light for him. And where there was torment, there's about to be joy. Where there was sorrow, there's about to be laughter. And that power that demonic oppressive power is about to be shattered because where God is, his spirit wins. The strongest spirit wins and God's spirit, there's nothing stronger than it. Then there's a name that's higher than any name. There's a way that's higher than any way and God's thoughts are higher than any thoughts. So today I want you to pray with me. I want you to expect God is delivering my mental thoughts today. God is helping me see how he sees. He's helping me think how he thinks. He is leading me to triumph in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ and no weapon formed against me is prospering. I'm going through. And you can hear the conviction in my voice because I know by the spirit of God, you're about to walk in a new level of freedom that you've only desired up to this point. But today you're going to be a partaker of it. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every viewer, whether they're watching now or in the time to come freedom be in Jesus name. Lord, where there was darkness, turn it to light in the name of Jesus. Let 
the anointing flood their homes. Shandai, Bonko, Lande, Sombo, Shankai, Lonto, Santa, Bankai, Yante, Sembe, Bosho, Landai, Fanka, Lonto, Kombaka, Hante, Sembuente, Kelo, Yante, Kasambai, Bosho, Colondo, Hande, Buende, Bonko, Ha, Ha, Freedom be in Jesus' name. Be shatter those bondages, break those people out of spiritual straitjackets, cut them loose, cut them free, and let the anointing destroy every single yoke. Lord, I rebuke the tormentor. I rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. Your word said, Jesus, that you came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Give your life fresh now in the name of Jesus. Let the fresh breath of God blow into every home. Let the fire of God land on every person now under the sound of my voice. Lord, let that fire start to stoke in them. I ask that you touch them with a baptism of fire and just say that, Jesus, I need your fire. Baptize me now with the spirit of Holy Spirit and with fire. Fill me now. Lord, fill each person who's asking. Fill them. Your word says that you fill the hungry. You quench the thirsty. Fill each viewer right now with your fire. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your love. Fill them so that they may be a witness for you. Fill them to the uttermost. Fill them to the overflow. Fill them in every nook and cranny. Let there not be one area that's not touched by you. Lord, cleanse every mind, purify every single mind right now in the name of Jesus. Shine your light. Let there be no darkness left. And Lord, I thank you that there is in the name of Jesus, a spirit of joy that is to be had by your people. Pour it out now. Lord, I ask that people's homes experience laughter. Lord, I thank you that Grace and Pickett laughs more than she has ever laughed before. You've had me pray that several times now. Cause her to laugh. Cause her to be in joy. Lord, I thank you that you remove heaviness. You remove depression. You remove sickness. You remove oppression. Lord, Shatter those things. Let only your life remain. Let only your goodness be. Because you are so good. You're so good. And you are the God of freedom. Let freedom be. Let love be. Let our eyes be opened and help us to truly see ourselves and others the way that you see us. Let us be a soul-winning machine. Not for number's sake, but because we have been saved and we have within us the word that'll save others. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your mercy, for your goodness, for the love that you have for your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
things are going to look different. Things are going to look different. Where things were hard, they're going to look different. Where you felt like daily you were just plagued and tormented, it's looking different today. It's looking different right now. If you just received that prayer, if, if the Lord has been ministering to you today, then just as a symbol of, Lord, I am receiving from you, put some hands up, put fire in the comments, whatever you want to do. Just acknowledge, Lord, I'm receiving today. I'm receiving what you have for me. I'm not letting it go. He's doing good things for you. And so today, I just, I thank you for being on. I thank you for receiving. And I am excited because I know that you watching, you're going to do great things for God. You, you just made a great decision for him. You're doing great things for him. He's doing great things through you. And it's going to happen today. I'm going to let Buddy handle the offering. But I just, I'm so excited for you. Because a message like that is one that will set people free. Help us to walk in the fullness of life. I love you. We're going to be back tomorrow. Have a blessed rest of your Thursday. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We want to give you guys an opportunity to sow. We sow this broadcast into you and uh, to bless you and to encourage you and to really spread the good news of what Jesus has done and really God's heart for the world. And uh, this is one of the greatest places uh, for us to do that. And so one of the ways you can sow into this broadcast is us sharing the word, sharing this, sharing this broadcast to Facebook, however you want to share it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, no, uh, hit the notification bell. All those things help, uh, help work with the YouTube algorithm to get this word out to more people. So I want to encourage you, you that's one of the ways that you can sow into this broadcast is by sharing it. Um, also, uh, you can um, sow into this broadcast financially, and we want to give you an opportunity to do that, and as you are just seeking the Lord, whatever he tells you to do, we want to encourage you uh, to, to just be obedient to whatever he says. So right now, I'm going to pray for everyone who sows a seed and recognize this. You know, the Bible says that if uh, Jesus said, if any of you, if his father, if any son, if, his fa if he asks his father for bread, will his father give him a stone? No, that's not what a good father would do. A good father, uh, Jesus, this is the words of Jesus. He said, um, if you then being evil will give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And so uh, we want to give you an opportunity because God said in His Word, when we sow, we reap. And when God gives us an instruction, it's always for our increase. When God gives you an instruction, it's always for your increase. So if He's leading you to sow into this broadcast, guess what that means? You're going up. God's blessing you. He's preparing you to enter into His blessing. So I'm going to pray for every seed, and I'm excited to see what God does in your life through this word and just through your obedience. Amen. Well, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. And right now, we just declare every seed sown into this broadcast is blessed. God, may it return to them, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Lord, let this seed and the harvest pour out into their laps. And we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord for the empowerment and the encouragement coming to, to your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we love you guys, and we're so thankful for you. We also want to let you know 
that coming up on this Sunday, we have our special Christmas party, our, our special Christmas service here at Boomerang Church. We want to invite you to be a part of that. We have a ton of giveaways that we'll be giving away uh, this Sunday. We're going to have a photo booth. There's going to be food. It's going to be awesome. So if you're able to be in the area, make sure to be a part of that. We also want to let you know that one week from yesterday, uh, we're having our Merry Lunch Plus Christmas special. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a ton of games, a ton of giveaways. It's going to be so much fun. You guys want to be there for that. And anyway, with all that being said, I'm going to let myself and Santa take us out with the Lunch Plus commercial. But we'll see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Huh. Santa and I are really excited about the Lunch Plus Christmas special. We want to let you guys know all about it. On December 22nd, we're going to be having a very merry Lunch Plus Christmas special at 11.30 a.m. here on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. Guys, we're going to be having some gift cards. We're going to be giving away prizes, giveaways, fun segments. It's going to be a lot of fun, interactive. We're going to have you guys involved in it. Santa, are you excited? He's excited. I'm excited too. So we'll see you guys on December 22nd at 1130 for the Lunch Plus Christmas Special. We'll see you there.